The Blind Dad Diaries. We didn't see that coming. The Art of Blind Parenting. Anecdotes, experiences and stories to share with me, Martin Ralph and Nathan Edge. Howdy. Good afternoon, Martin. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, mate. So this is for all intents and purposes. This is a pilot. Let's see how this goes. We are here to talk about our stories about being and becoming blind parents, blind dads. Yeah. I mean, Nathan, do you want to start with a a bit of an introduction to yourself? Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, first of all, so excited for this this podcast series, by the way. Uh, We've been discussing this for a while, so it's great to be here recording the pilot. Um, Yes. So myself, I'm Nathan Edge, 26 years of age. And um, I am totally blind. And this year, so we're in 2021, uh, as of recording, we are in February. And I am expecting my first child in early May. So uh, I'm at the very start, well, in the middle of that journey of uh, you know, becoming a parent. Yeah, and what a crazy journey it's, it's been so far and what it's obviously going to continue to be, I'm going to guess. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it, it's been one of those, pardon the pun, folks, but it's been it's been an eye opener already, and I know Don't I've tish. got, <laughs> I know I've got uh, so much more to come as well. But um, you know, from from the from the day receiving the news and then going to the scans, doing that in a pandemic as well, um, you know, has, has, has thrown up its own own challenges and barriers as well. So you know, that's been an interesting thing to try and navigate through um but so far you know it's been a really special journey i think and to uh you know I, i'm just can't, i can't wait now until until the day comes and uh you know we're having a little boy so when i when our little boy is here with us at home you know that's that's obviously when it all this the real special journey begins that's when the fun begins <laughs> if it wasn't already fun um, in, uh, in quotations i suppose yeah <laughs> So yeah, so for me, um, and why do I have a right to even be here talking about this? So uh, Martin Ralph, um, I am 27, going on 28 at some point this year, um, which we won't reveal the date of that, Um, along with um, my partner, Samantha. um, We are both VI um, with congenital conditions, and we are expecting Sam's first child uh, and my second I already have a four-year-old so I've got plenty of stories and experiences to share so I've got a four-year-old girl um, and we are expecting our baby boy we're currently at 30 weeks uh, but as he's not growing uh, the greatest at the moment which obviously we'll share some more stories as we go through this he's a bit small so we might be expecting him a little bit early but he was effectively due April 19th but it could be interesting to see where we end up in a few weeks to come. Who knows? And I suppose similar to yourself, Nathan, we've been going through this in the pandemic. Um, it's been an interesting time, to say the least. Um, but obviously, we come at this from completely different perspectives in the sense of you have obviously been um, with your sighted partner. And whereas we have been going through this uh, completely blind if you will uh you know (laughs) with our eyes as wide open as possible but we've learned so much already but what I can say straight out the gates is that I am looking forward to this like there is no tomorrow uh everything is almost ready we've literally had a builder in this week finishing off uh one of the bedroom walls build building a bit of storage in his room 
so not that he even needs it yet um but yeah we've got a lot going on in that sense we've had a lot of we've got a lot going on with the nhs nhs have been phenomenal throughout the what they've been going through with the pandemic and everything allowing myself to escort sam in that carer capacity so i can mind her guide dog bailey uh, so when we're sat in the scan i've got hold of both guide dogs which is always fun so that's always that's probably a good point to mention is that we're both guide dog owners as well i've got a uh, german shepherd called diesel and uh, sam has got a um labrador called bailey and also nathan you've you've got your uh, guide dog haven't you yes i've got a four-year-old labrador cross golden retriever called abby and we're both not, uh, you know, we're both, I wouldn't say veterans as it were, but we've both had previous guide dogs as well. Yeah, uh, my, mine retired a little bit early. Uh, he retired at around six and a half uh, for, for medical reasons. So uh, he, he had hip, bilateral hip dysplasia. So he hung up, his, hung up his harness earlier than expected, but uh, I mean, he was loving retirement. So um, yeah, I think, um, you know, we, we, we've sort of uh, talked, talked a little bit about ourselves and what stage at the of, the of the sort of parenting journey we're at um and i think it's really good because we've we've both got similarities in in some ways you know we'll certainly go on in a lot more detail when it comes to having a you know guide dogs how they fall into the into the whole situation um then you know and and the fact that we're quite similar you know on the journey sort of time-wise of when the respecting our children so that's great but we've got that just the differences there as well the fact that uh, you know your partner's visually impaired as well mine's fully sighted um so hopefully you know for everything we discuss we'll be able to uh you know give a good different perspectives to people out there listening because people will be in different situations themselves so um hopefully you know everything we do discuss will be of some help to people absolutely 100 percent. and i think also with that in mind it's also good that, you know, from different perspectives, I've already got a four-year-old out and about and around. So I've got some lived experiences. I know for a fact, as me and Sam are expecting a boy, similar to you guys, is that um, there's going to be some real boyisms with this. But whereas my four-year-old is a girl, so there's there's some interesting girl stories, you know, to, to add to this in, in that side of things. So it's some nice roundup perspectives, but I think there's going to be loads of stories, loads of experiences. Um, and I suppose the first, the first port of call, as it were, is obviously um, how do we access scans? How do we access, you know, the, all the visual stuff? But so I think, you know, um, if, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, Nathan, but I think you own this story. Um, <laughs> and, I, you know, we, I've got my own story to share after Nathan, but I think it's only fair that we start off with the highlight, really, of, of how you're accessing your scans and, and how that came about. Would, would you agree? Absolutely. Yes. Um, I'd say certainly at the, at the moment this year, I've, I've probably owned the story in, in a sense. Uh, the fact that I've got, uh, you know, a really sort of wonderful story to share um and some of you may have already seen this through you know did breach the papers uh tv had to do a live interview on uh, on sky news via via skype which was uh, which was very interesting in itself but um yeah this, this story came about uh, just in december 2020 uh, i got a very very special surprise and um this was an embroidered tactile baby scan. So for those that haven't heard about it or don't know what it necessarily is, 
And this was a surprise from a friend of mine who who is very creative. She's called Debs, Deb, Debs Fisher. Um, and she's actually, I, I know her from many years back. She's a puppy walker for guide dogs. So that's where we met. And she kept in touch sort of via social media uh, and through watching our YouTube vlogs, etc. And she um, she followed my story of going and attending the um you know the first scans along with my partner emma uh, obviously my partner is, is sighted so um you know she, she was able to look at those scans and uh, you know that really sort of special part of seeing that first first sort of first glimpse meeting your baby for the first time in some ways um and for me although you know I, I'm, i've certainly accepted my sight loss um and i've certainly come to terms with, with everything and i knew that obviously i'd never be able to see them and I kind of just accepted that for what it was, um, a, a part of the, uh, you know, the pregnancy that I, I wouldn't really be able to access. However, Deb's had a different idea and put a creative mind to uh, to work. And she got um, embroidering away, if that's the right word, and managed to make um, a tactile version of our 12-week scan. Uh, she dropped that off at the house. Uh, I'd, I had no idea this was coming at the time, so it was a complete surprise for me. And uh, I'm honest, honestly, I was absolutely blown away. She'd managed to do this just by having a, it was a photo of the scan photo. So there was no, there's no need for any, um, you know, sophisticated scan image out there. It was literally a very basic image. And by putting her fingers to work, she was able to, um, you know, make, create an embroidery, which I was able to feel by touch at different level layers of thickness uh, for different areas of the scan image uh, and I was able to build up a picture just by feeling it and for me that was such a, a phenomenal thing to to receive because all I had up to that point was my imagination you know so I'm very thank, thankful that I've at least had some vision before so I have seen baby scans before and I can kind of picture how they look like so having that visual memory and also by sort of having Emma describe to me as much as she can the image. I was trying to build a picture, but to actually be able to sit there and, and feel the image and build that picture in a different way, that was a, you know, a really amazing feeling for me. And it got me really emotional. Um, so yeah, I ended up tweeting it and it, and it took off and I ended up doing interviews in, in USA, Canada, all sorts of places, uh, which I just thought was great because I think what that did do is it, it highlighted two things. One, um, that's something out there, something like that is possible. And I hope that uh, if, if plans go the way I hope that this will be more accessible to uh, you know, visually impaired and blind parents in the future. Uh, but it also just highlighted a random act of kindness, which really did make, some, make a big difference to me and something that I'll cherish forever. So yeah, it was a, it was a really, really great thing that, uh, you know, that, that I experienced last year. And I think, you know, watching this from, from the outside and now speaking to you about the experience of A, receiving it, B, going through that emotional, oh my God, what a gift for starters, mm. to this is my baby boy. Um, I think when I've tried to explain anything similar to, you know, what, what a scan looks like. So I, I'm fortunate in a sense, I've got about 5% vision. I hate talking in percentages, so you can't really narrow that down. But if for, for the uh, today term, I when I look at a phone screen, it's on my nose for me to get the details. So that gives listeners an idea as to what I can see. Um, but 
you can't audio describe a scan because how do you go, well, this blob might be a leg and this blob's over here to the left slightly underneath this bigger blob. And this blob looks like a head. It might be a head. And you get into that stage if you can't even AD it. Um, I remember when I sent out a scan picture to work colleagues and I actually said, I'm not even going to bother audio describing this in any way or providing a photo description. Wouldn't know where to begin. Um, but I also, one of the questions that's burning and I have to ask is, did it compare to what your imagination had, had given you and produced and developed, Nathan, or, or, or did you get a complete surprise? Uh, it, it did compare in the sense that I pictured it the other way around. So his head was on the opposite side. You know, it's kind of insignificant, really. But actually, you know, it, 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 it was different. So, um, you know, I think, I don't know. It was I, It's really hard now to think back to what I was picturing before to now what I've, you know, the image I've got in my head, because now I think the thing is now I know that the image I have got it is accurate. Whereas before, uh, you know, I never would have known, which you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, you've, you've got the image and that's, uh, that's fine. But uh, now I know for definite, okay, this is the way he, uh, you know, he was, he was scanned. This is the way he was laying. Um, and I think to a certain extent, I and mean, what's great is that Debs has done a second one for me, which was the 20 week scan. And she's actually done it on a larger piece of um, sort of fabric. Uh, it's kind of a circular shape and um, it's hard to explain, but it's got like a metal frame around it and it's got like a fabric overlay in that. So, and she's done that larger. Um, and I think when, you, when you're able to then compare the two, that's where I think I've, I've really been able to sort of understand the detail in there and, and build that better picture, you know, slightly larger, um, but the, the actual sort of, body parts so such as your head and the body uh, are much larger but you like you say sometimes it's also larger with the actual scan itself and the image that they they managed to take um you know it's what was quite interesting the very first one i got so obviously i had a feel around with it myself first but then i said to emma okay can you try and you know, also explain a little bit to me because there was one bit where there was uh, just a sort of a line detached from the body i was like so what is that and she said oh that's his leg I was like, oh, yeah, but it's detached. And she's like, yeah, but that's how it appears on the scan. And then that's when I remembered, you know, that sometimes that's how, you know, ultrasound scans do appear. You know, they're not the most clearest things. Nope. Um, one of the, the very funny things I saw on Twitter when uh, I think it was a reply to the Sky News uh, piece that they tweeted out there was someone, uh, tongue-in-cheek, uh, kind of just said, you know, he, for, all, for all he knows, he could actually be feeling a, a map of Russia. Which I thought was quite funny, and I said, actually, no, it's more like Italy, to be honest. Oh, no, say Italy with the boot. Forgot <laughs> about the boot. Now, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna put a troll in message out there, yeah, please make it a little bit more accurate. But um, you know, it was quite funny uh, to, you know, to say that <laughs> when I read that. But um, no, that whole sort of leg being detached thing. You know, you, when you, I think without having a bit of sight as assistance to ex explain it, you, I probably would have been slightly confused at what that was. But um, you know, having that support there did did help. I must say. Yeah, I mean, I've got to agree with the picture quality. And, and also, it depends on the day how the baby's feeling. Because um, I know for a fact, because we're having growth scans at the moment with, with him not growing so well, um, is, you know, one minute he can, you know, what, well, one minute, one scan, he's tucked up in a ball, doesn't want to know, doesn't want to talk to anyone. And in the next, he's, you know, he's bouncing up and down and can't stay still. Um, and, you know, got his thumb in his mouth and creating all sorts of problems, um, to be honest. It just sounds like his dad. Um, 
But in terms of how I've accessed scans, so having a little bit of limited vision. Uh, so Sam, again, that's similar situation to me. I've, I've got worse. Worse? That's not even a word. I've got, I've got poorer it's vision. Now. It's a word now. I've created it. It's now in the dictionary. It's the, um, the Blind Dad's Diary Dictionary. There you go. Now on sale. Um, <laughs> it, it, in terms of how we've been accessing it with uh, having poorer vision than Sam, what we've done is we've had special permission uh, from the hospital to allow us to take a picture of the of the large TV screen that they use um, in the room that you can normally see live. Obviously, it makes no difference to us in the room whether it's live or not live. Uh, you know, noise about a 50-inch screen. So for the average mom or dad, they can see that quite nice and clearly. But being able to use a phone camera and zoom in and take a picture and then being able to apply our own modifications and edit the picture to, to enhance the details and, and draw out the... Uh, the detail and the lines of like being able to pull out the shape of his nose for example or a hand that to me was 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 something that we found you know a great workaround and uh, you know and it's interesting how we've both found very interesting ways of accessing our scans and that they work equally for us you know in our own right um and actually they might not offer offer either of us the same the same picture i.e you will be able to see that image um, but in terms of what, one of the best things I think that brings the whole birthing thing to life and the, literally no pun intended, that brings it to life and makes you realize, oh, there's a child in there is I think for me, the, was the first time I heard the heartbeat. Um, and I think that was the moment when I went, oh, it's real. <laughs> and, and that was the same for, for my first child as well. How did, how did you feel when you heard the heartbeat for the first time, Nath? You, you literally took the, the words out of my mind, out of my mouth there, where you said, oh, it's real. That's, um, that was exactly what happened with me. So, you know, for context as well, the, the, the embroidery, I didn't have, have until after that, um, that scan. So uh, cause it came, came quite a bit later. So yeah, this was really my, my sort of first confirmation apart from, yeah. um, I mean, so, I mean, we go right to the beginning in the, uh, you know, we, I, I did a reveal video on, on YouTube with this when I got the, uh, you know, when the, when the pregnancy test was, was, was taken. Um, and I was jokingly, I mean, I was very shocked that day. I mean, um, yeah, I, I probably didn't react. To I think some people wondered if I really wanted a child at that point because I was just shocked more than anything. But, uh, you know, I jokingly got a, got an app out on my phone to to read the pregnancy test. So, you know, and it, it did actually work. It actually said pregnant. So I knew at that point, you know, I mean, she wouldn't lie about it. But, you know, do you know what I mean? Just a little bit of confirmation <laughs> yourself personally. You know, I'm not, not believing this until I hear it myself. But yeah. coming to the scans, obviously... Um, you know, I wasn't able to see any of those scans. I've, I've, I, you know, obviously, I've got nothing, no vision whatsoever. Um, you know, so the, the first <laughs> I'm blinder than you are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, yeah the very first scan. It was more, I think, getting the confirmation from the what's the official word for those who do the scans? The, the, the scanography. Sonographer. Sonographer. Oh. That'll do. Sonographer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, You're close. <laughs> I prefer scanographer to the Okay. Sonographer. Sounds more, um, sounds more real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we went for a private scan initially anyway. So uh, because my, my, my girlfriend's impatient and she wanted to, uh, to, to go and find out everything was, was a-okay and, and things like that. So we went to a, to a private scan and, um, you know, and, and obviously I got the, 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 thankfully I was allowed to go. So that's my first point, you know, obviously during 2020, in particular, there was a lot of parents who weren't allowed to attend scans 
with their partners. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very thankful that at least further down the line, when you know, in the year when we was going, um, I was able to attend. So that was one thing. Uh, and obviously I had the confirmation from the, uh, from the sonographer that, that there is a baby there. So, um, you know, hearing it from him was kind of, uh, you know, wow, this is a, this is a real moment, but I, yeah, I, I've got to say, hearing that heartbeat, um, which I think for us was the 16 weeks gang, because we again had another private one. Um, that was um, yeah, a real sort of pinch me moment. Like, oh, that's, you know, this is real now. This is really moment. real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh... I mean, it was such a nice moment as well. And uh, we actually got a, we got that recorded and put into a, um, I think it was an elf, elephant teddy or uh, some sort of bear anyway, for, to, to keep for forever. So, so in terms of so obviously what you just said then about the heartbeat, what I found interesting. So although Sam, my partner, she could feel it wiggling and moving. She got exactly the same vibe of me as soon as she heard that heartbeat. That was it. That was it. it was real. Didn't matter that she felt the squirming and the moving of, of him. What meant what mattered was just the moment she heard that heartbeat for the first time. And that was the crucial point to, to I think, as both going this is real. Whereas obviously sighted people get that confirmation as soon as they see it bouncing around a screen or, you know, there are very different experiences all the way around, but it's interesting how we went for the audio confirmation, you know, between all three of us in that situation. Yeah. I mean, it's different for, for Emma. So obviously Emma's fully sighted. Um, and during the, those few weeks between, you know, that, that, that initial scan and the next ones, you know, she, she did say, you know, it does, it, it it does feel really real to her. And although it did, it did to a certain extent to me, she, I think she even knew that she was excited just as much as I was for the, when that scan was coming around, when we'd be able to hear that, uh, the heartbeat, because she said herself, she knows that for me, that'll be that, that, that pinch me moment. You know, that's that final confirmation, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, I think she, she understood it in that aspect, the fact that she's already had it to a certain, to a certain extent, but she knew that was going to be the real moment for me. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I, I assume you're at the point now as well where you can start to feel movements. Yes. Um, yes yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. So like, it's just literally the other day, um, we, that moment you, you kind of just lay there and you get your hand grabbed. It's like, oh, oh. And, 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 and you know, there's a foot, you know, sticking out of a tummy somewhere or there's a head lodged in a hip, you know, and, and, you, and you get to feel that. You know, because obviously, again, we can't see the ripples. We can't see those sudden movements of, of what's happening. Being able to feel that, I think, you know, for me, emotionally and mentally is is really significant confirmation. And, you know, dare I say it and go out on a limb, it's a beautiful experience, dare I say. Uh, you know, and we'll bring it back to the uh, the, the blind dads, you know, <clears throat> you know in a minute. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it, it's... It, it's a, it is a moment that you can never a replace uh, or b duplicate. It's one of those moments where you just go, Oh my God, he's just kicked me. And you get all high pitched or whatever. You, and you probably don't because you're a proper man. Um, yeah, I was like, Oh, oh what was that? Yes. Yes. Well, yes phenomenal. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I think, I think a kick and, uh, you know, being able to feel, the baby in any way is amazing. And again, I, I say that from even my first, um, but literally that moment of being kicked or one, one thing we've discovered is that, um, you know, the whole, I have found it quite easy going to sleep lately. If I've, if I feel in him, like 
kick my hand or whatever, and I've not even realised I've gone out. It's that moment of, oh, you know, and it's that connection that I don't think, you know, people, and, and quote me if I'm wrong, but I don't think some sighted people might be able to benefit from that because we are solely relying on that touch. I'm not saying for a minute we're superhuman or any of that, you know, or any of that, that, them factoids that aren't really true anyway. I just mean in general, I think we, because we take everything everything for touch so so seriously and, and treat it with with you know with the literally the, the contempt and respect it deserves literally um i think it just feels that a little bit more comforting um well again i'm not taking that away from sighted people either you're, you're allowed to feel that too but i just, I just think that we, we get that a little bit more because we can't see the ripples we can't see the the movement but i mean what do you, what do you think and have you experienced any of them i think what it kind of is in a way um I say this a lot about from when I could see, and I said I, then I took my sight for granted. In a way, I think it would be a similar situation. So like, like you're saying there about, um, you know, the, the, the feeling the baby, baby kid, you know, they, they, people who, who've got fully sight or certainly a lot of useful sight, you do get to see those other things. So yeah, whereas for us, we're, we're really relying on those. We haven't got as much to experience in that sense. So obviously, like I said, we're relying on literally touch and, and hearing to a certain extent. So um i think that's why for, for, for us it probably feels that little bit more special um yeah. and in a way it's kind of i felt like again i'm not gonna sound like a real you know manly daddy but it's kind of like bonding you know i, I mean, yeah. they say obviously it's important to to, to to talk and sing and things like that to your baby anyway at this uh, at these stages but um just by feeling him him kick that to me is like feeling like I'm kind of bonding with them in a, in a way. And that's where that, it's a kind of that start of that relationship building, um, which is probably quite accurate to be fair. Cause he'll probably kick me away when he's, when he's born saying, you know, get away from me. <laughs> but, um, you know, you, you stink, go on, get, get lost. But um, it's, uh, yeah, for me, it's kind of been like a bonding thing and it has, it has been really special. And I like say it was certainly been a beautiful moment. Emma might disagree because he's uh, certainly keeping her awake. He, he like, he's one of those that definitely loves it at night. Uh, so she was up at half, half three this morning <laughs> having a party in there. And uh, so, uh, whereas I'm fast asleep beside her, not Blissed, having a clue. Know. No, so uh, she's, she thinks she's a bit bitter about that at the minute. But um, yeah, I'm sure it'll swing, swing. I'm sure it'll come back in my, the pendulum will swing back in my direction when he's born. But uh, yeah, I, it has certainly been a real special moment to be able to, uh, to, to be able to sit there and, and feel him kicking. And, and to be fair, for a while, Emma had been feeling it for a lot lot sooner than I have obviously because it gets to a certain point where she can sort of feel him inside but to feel the kicks outside it, you know it, it's further on down the line so there's a stage where I was like I really want to feel that now I'm a bit annoyed you've had this for like two weeks and I and, you know and, and I'm not but uh, you know it, it did come around dare, dare I say it though they get the absolute <laughs> kicked out of them for the best part of nine months and I don't think any male in this world would sit there and say yeah I'd swap I no. mean we all okay we all say it we all go oh if I could take it away I, I wouldn't I really would <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I mean, I've had kidney stones, so I always say, "Look, I've experienced yeah. labour, so you've got it all to come." But same boat as me, mate. Yeah, I, I, I can, know that's probably not really true. I, 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 I've been there. I've done it, and I've used that line too. 
Um, <laughs> I didn't fare well on the other side. No. Um, but yeah, a, a kidney stones, kidney stones are an interesting thing on their own. Maybe we need another podcast series just on that alone. Um, but in terms of obviously, you know, the children getting their own back and routines, there's obviously going to be great conversations as we move forward with with the podcast series. As we we fight our way through the parental barriers that is nighttime feeds. <laughs> yes. Looking forward to them. We've got. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of topics uh, along those lines that I think uh, it's going to be really fun for us to, uh, to 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 get our hands dirty in in those conversations. Yeah, that's a, that's a phrase you can use. Yeah, no, I, t- I think it's totally the phrase you can use because by the time you've changed your first nappy, I don't think there's any other <laughs> phrase you can use. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and obviously speaking of nappies and all of that, uh, you know, we actually had our midwife uh, come around for a home visit today, which is quite apt um, at the time of recording, um, and. It was it was a really interesting conversation um, to have with the midwife. Some of the so it was the checklist conversation of, so is it, this is the stuff you've got prepared? Is this is stuff you're getting ready and blah blah blah. You know all that fun stuff and bottles and nappies and you've got the right amount of vests and all of this. And one of the conversations um, she was talking about was like, oh, how are you, how are you feeling about getting up with nighttime feeds and having the light on and things like that, you know, you're bothered about disturbing and stuff. And, and, and Sam, she just turned around and said, well, cause this is, again, this is where for me, which is what we will, we will be able to explore and get a bit more uh, detail on as we go through the series is that I live pretty much in a smart house. So um, when we are getting up of a night time, for example, we've got sensors on like our ensuite door and, uh, and in our hall. So that, when we get up at the night time, it doesn't, it doesn't literally kill our eyes, turn up to hundred percent brightness. You know, it's literally 5% brightness just to give us like that, you know, the airline style uh, lighting of an evening. Um, so we like it's conversations like that, you know, the adaptations that we, we, we are looking forward to discussing with this. And one of the other things we were talking about as well is, you know, being able to um, monitor how the baby's doing, i.e. if, you know, the, um, the alert blanket not blanket that's the wrong word in the slightest uh, the matter that goes under the uh, the cot mattress to tell you if they stop breathing etc and we're like yeah we've already looked into that but we're, tr- we're struggling to find an accessible app so there's those conversations that you know w- w- i think would be great for us to share as well as we as we as we go because i think you know the shopping list alone is an interesting one and how do we go about measuring and make sure we get the right ounces to you know sam is attempting to breastfeed fingers crossed that all goes to plan means less feeding for me um but you know there's, there's still a conversation we need to be ready with bottles and how we going to measure and do ounces and i barely understand milliliters and liters let alone ounces um so i think there's plenty for us to discuss as as, as we go absolutely and i think that's um you know one thing for the, for the listeners at, at home to bear in mind you know we're not we're not here we're not going to pretend that we are we are experts in the field by any means uh, oh. <laughs> you know we're, we're going through through journey the journey ourselves as as we record uh, you know, and as we release these podcasts, so you know we'll be sharing everything that 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 we pick upon every every technique, every trick. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of things, little, little little blind hacks in some ways that you can you won't even ever thought of until you're thrown into that situation. And sometimes the situations might not appear for everybody, or they will appear for others. You know, there's a lot of things out there which. You know, there's there's not a manual out there, unfortunately, for for blind parents. So. And if there was, it wouldn't be accessible. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but again, and, and then even if there was, you know, it's not going to cover for every eventuality. You know, no. we've 
we've already discussed a little, little bits about our journey so far and you would cover the fact that you've got five percent vision and i've got nothing which which makes like we said with the scans there's two different options there which Straight has away. covered two yeah. different uh visually impairment levels so and and we'll certainly find that as we as we go into more details over different topics so you know like i say hopefully our journey will uh you know, support people uh, or get people thinking in a different way considering different ideas you know hopefully we'll go for all of that over over the next few weeks and months however long we can continue this for um and then yeah hopefully it'll be helpful for people i mean there's one universal tip that i think works for everyone is if it stinks it needs changing (laughs) absolutely and uh well i mean there's that myth out there about blind people's senses being better and you know and i really hope my sense of smell isn't that much better i'm just happy with it being normal as everybody else's for the stage yeah, no, Not that, uh, enhanced at all. Uh, no, um, yeah. So to, to end the factoids there, because um, <laughs> there's there's, uh, there's plenty we could go down here. As you know, blind as a bat, etc. Um, but <laughs> moving on, um, I think you know I'm looking forward to the rest of the series to see what we can come up with and what we can talk about. Um, we are looking to release these on a bi-weekly schedule, so every two weeks on the, all your favourite podcasty places. And I think we've got lots, lots of interesting stuff to go. And if anyone wants to get in touch with the team, I say the team, myself and Nathan, you can email us collectively and you can email the BSB, uh, Sight Loss Support and Services Charity, on team at blindsincebirth.com. And we will, you know, pull all this information together so we can answer those questions if they come up and if they're relevant as well. You know, it, is good. it might not be a time if you put a question in that's relevant for the, t- for the coming topic, but it would definitely be something that we will keep a pool of uh, and get questions answered. Alternatively, wherever you see this, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, etc., drop a comment and then, you know, one of us will get back to you or we'll add it into the um, respected category for the next podcast, etc., I'm definitely looking forward to what we've got to, you know, cover. And I think it is literally that who knows what we're going to talk about next. You know, I, I found myself sat on the couch today with the midwife and my partner talking about all manner of things. So who knows where, you know, me and you could end up Nathan in two weeks time or what we could be talking about here in the uh, virtual studio. Absolutely. I think it'll be, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to them. And I think I would say each week, I think for us personally, it's going to be different. So that could also certainly dictate on the, uh, what comes up for us in the in the next episode especially we've already touched on some but there's going to be some very sort of uh funny interesting awkward you know there's loads of different descriptive words we can put out there for some of the experience we are gonna gonna face over the next coming months so uh, i'm looking forward to sharing them with everybody yeah i legitimately can't wait to hear your first nappy changing story <laughs> yeah can't wait to share that <laughs> that, that, that alone uh, will will be worth hanging around for um, but honestly, this has been really, really interesting and amazing to record this first pilot podcast with you, Nathan. Really looking forward to the next one. The intention is to release these every other weekend. So you should see this in your favorite podcasting place uh, every other weekend. Uh, but we will release, release a full schedule in the coming weeks once we start getting into a bit of a rhythm. And if we get enough feedback that people like it. So be good to get an indication if anyone's enjoyed this and what you'd like to see. Um, but for now, I think it's only fair that we uh, that we say goodbye for this one. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And we will see you for the next time. Well, we won't see them, will we? 
Well, all right. They'll, <laughs> they'll hear us the next time. I would say I'd see you, Martin, but that's also not true. So let's ignore that. Yes. Awesome. Well, we will speak to you guys next time. It's been great. I've been Martin. He's been Nathan. This has been the Blind Dad Diaries, supported by BSB Sight Loss Support and Services. Confidence with Sight Loss. Mm-hmm.